Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beauty Babble. Today, Suzanne and I are talking about your waxing business. Hi, Suzanne. How are you? I'm good, Doreen. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm very excited for this topic because waxing was my favorite service that I did. Brazilian waxing was my specialty at one point in life. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's amazing. So why was it your favorite thing? Because I'm super hairy. (laughs) And I've been traumatized. You very personally. (laughs) Yes. And I hate all over. So it was always like one of those services that I always felt when I got, it made the biggest difference in my life to be waxed and not have hairs. And it was one of those where it was quick. You got great result. You saw the result right away. And it was just really amazing. <laughs> and I bet you, I'm just going to touch on something because personally, you being aware of that and how much it impacted you, I bet you, you became so great at it and probably so particular because one thing about waxing is a whole other subject, but is that when people would miss and say, okay, Yes, not all the hairs are going to come out, and I can understand that. But those hairs should have come out, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's, there's a difference. You can't wishy-washy way through it. So I love the fact that I bet you were a perfectionist and you mastered your, your technique so that oh, you absolutely. didn't have to go back and squeeze anything. <laughs> nope. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Well, yeah. So we wanted to talk about waxing, the waxing business, because. As of today, and it has been for a little while, I monitored it all year because we talked about this quite a long time ago during that waxing um, bikini Brazilian still probably the number one service out of all of the waxing or in the most demand, I guess you could say. And a lot of people are starting their own business just doing waxing. And that that's great. So we wanted to jump in and talk about one service and, you know, speak to that level of that business because, yes, you're doing lots of different body parts, I guess you could say, but it's still one service. So, you know, starting it off is that in-house when you're, when you are doing whether you're renting or whether you are out of your home, it's a one person operation, or you have your own actual little bay or whatever that may be, you know, you have to look at displaying your brand. So how do you build your business is your brand. So if you have your room set up and it looks immaculate and clean and wonderful, that's great but you still have to make sure they know the name of your business what are you called and where do they see this right so your signage I'm not saying blow up the place with you know putting up papers everywhere but maybe you know your diploma is one thing for sure your certification or licensing and then the other is also showing through maybe brochures signage or cards or teaser poster but so when they say if it was Doreen's waxing service they knew when they walked into that place, it was Doreen's waxing service. Yeah. Right. And I think it's important people are forgetting to set their brand. So when they say, you know, I've never had a bikini wax before. Wonder if I should go, where should I go? They should be thinking of you because you're already having your eyebrows done there. Right. So really understanding the importance of brand recognition, I think is a huge, huge one. And if you have staff, or, or colleagues within in the premise that you're maybe there's a, a hair salon, so you have stylist, maybe there's a nail tech, a makeup artist, whoever's there, make sure they know you and your brand. So you really need to incentive, 
of what's the word I'm looking for, incentivize. Yeah, thank you. I can't even say it. Incentivize them and encourage them to, you know, tell their family, tell their friends, offer them the service mm-hmm. and ask them to comment. You know what? I'll do your brows for you. No charge. If if you're happy, make a deal. If you're happy with the end result, I need you to comment here for me. Yeah, that's right? a great idea. And if you're not happy, tell me how I can fix this. Yeah. What do I need to do? And that'll help you build your brand and your business as well. So I think it's important to take that honest feedback from people. I think um, it's like when you're talking to your clients, like somebody's coming in for an eyebrow wax, we tend to talk about a lot of things with our clients, right? Talk about your services too. <laughs> throw yeah. that in there. Talk a little bit about like, find a way to throw in something else that you do without being like, you, you, and you can do it without being too salesy. Um, right. It's important to, to let them know as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're a waxing service and they're coming in for the brows, first off, make sure you do that consultation every time. Please make sure you're doing it as if they're new, new, new people. Mm-hmm. Then you cover your bases all the time. But it's, you know, letting you know, yes, they do waxing services, they do brows, they do ears, they do nose, they do Brazilian, I do bikini, I do toes, I do knuckles, I do hands, I do legs, I do upper, lower, back, chest, you name it. If you got hair, I'm your girl, you know, like, it's letting them know that you, your specialty is waxing, Mm -hmm. I think it's important, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Another thing too, like as building the service, uh, I'm not one to do a lot of, I never did a lot of discounting, if you wish, because I always heard that saying that when you discount your service, you're discounting your your service mm-hmm. in their yeah. eyes. So there's a fine line with it, but you can offer packages, right? Like, so I think a great way is say, if they're new, they just letting you know, I've got this promotion for your brow wax or bikini or Brazilian, whatever waxing it is. And maybe you offer them a service package and say, when you've done six, services you get your seventh one free as long as regular yeah they need to be a regular client because you're coming regularly this is the service package I offer if you don't come regularly meaning that four to six whatever range of that time frame you've you've discussed with your client for the service area you're doing then you tell them then you don't qualify but if you do that I'll just look at tracking I just see it in my system we'll just or if you feel that they need, like, I don't know how tacky that is anymore. Think of the coffee card days where they'd stamp it yeah. or punch it. <laughs> but I think now with technology, there's so many things you can do just on your phone too. But that's one, that's another way of service packages. Um, if you're kind of self-employed, just, just you yourself doing the service, I'm not sure how well a rewards program would be because that usually costs you to have an awards program set up. But you, you can be creative. and and watch and see what you can do with them. Like, you know, maybe you post your own point system, but then you got to track it, right? So that's the thing. Like, I think if you look at the apps that are out there today that can link in with your booking system and that, I think there's a few ways to do it. And maybe you're not there yet to start out slow, Mm -hmm. but I mean, the other one is referral. I mean, referral is how I grew my business with statements of clients speaking and telling them how they felt and why they were would, would refer and that was the was a powerful immediate trust setup right because they're they weren't referring because they got a free something they referred yeah. they actually trusted me and i think that's a, a huge component so 
you know, you always the best. I'm going to say that's always the best, even in every other aspect of my life. When I'm looking for anything, I'll go on my neighborhood Facebook group and I'll be like, does anyone know a place in a professional plumber and electrician? So that's how you kind of get because people trust that somebody else they know has used this person and Mm -hmm. like service. So having that referral is huge. Yeah, it is huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's for sure. I mean, you could even have birthday month promotions. You just have to make sure you know when their birthdays are. So you really have to check. I mean, we used to have it in the system. We print off, you know, the the week before the beginning of the following month, who are all the birthdays coming and we'd have it ready to go so that we could send out that unique email and maybe you're offering them if you're a point system 5,000 points for your birthday happy birthday or you know so then what are the point systems I mean the reason I say points is because there's membership and rewards loyalty programs that's huge out there so it's something to consider if you're really struggling to get clients you might have to find a way to really build and then make sure that you're telling them what they're receiving Oh, today you got, or maybe it's on their printout receipt or an email, automated email with their points going to them or whatever that may be. But yeah, the next one was the the referral program. I think that's a simple one to start with. It doesn't cost anything other than what you're going to do for your client that does the referral. And, uh, and it's like, I, you know, you, you always say you love your eyebrows when you're done with me. And, you know, I, I need your help to get the word out. I'm trying to build clientele. And you just be honest. Again, that authenticity, that. Yeah. right? It's like, I'm building a clientele. I need your help. I love, I'm so happy that you're loving what I do. And just tell them why you like it. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking. Don't lie. Don't, you know, nothing. It's just be honest with them, right? Absolutely. Yeah, saying something. So I'm I'm starting a referral program because I'm trying to build out my business. This is if you refer a client to me your next eyebrow wax is on me or something like that. I don't know if you recommend they do something like that. Oh, I usually gave them a pretty nice gift depending on what it was. But at the beginning it was, you know, it could be product. It could be, it depends. It's like, you got to know your clients and that's the thing. Like if they're, if you're just doing a waxing service, then what would be good to give them a scrub for home use? You know, like maybe you look at the things that they don't have, or you set a, 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 you know, an actual referral system. And this is how it works. Everybody gets the same. I mean, that's consistency too. If you feel that that's the best way, then do that. And then sometimes clients that did, you know, other things or went went above and beyond that, you will have some clients that love you that much that before you know it, they've sent you six people. Well, I'm going to give them something for sure on top of what they did. My God, you did this and this. Thank you so much. The referral program's this, but wow, you did this for me you know, please accept this gift. I want to say thank you. I love that. And that's part of building a, building your relationships, right? It doesn't always have to follow that system. It can be a little extra too. Having that system is a good foundation though. Yes. Yeah. Start with a, you know, a system that you can do consistently. Yeah. Right. And you can follow through. It's fair to everybody. Then outside of that, if you feel that one client is doing outstanding referral for you, then you need to go outstanding and go above and beyond and do something a little bit more, whatever that may be. I remember I did a gift basket. I put a bunch of stuff together and said, oh my God, I noticed this year you sent me 12 people. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, I gave something and they were just like, no, I can't accept. I had one that can't accept. Well then happy new year. 
<laughs> many ways, but you know, yeah. and then I found I actually found that to be I I fell into that one accidentally because it was legitimately me being sincere to say thank you uh, that I wanted to do something extra special for that person, and I went, oh my god, I should be looking at this all year round, mm. not just as it goes. Yeah. So my head went somewhere else. I went, how many others are doing this? So I started to pull out through my system, right? The software I had and pulled out more specific things. And yeah, it was, yeah. Anyways, you can get very creative. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. What else did I have? Oh yeah, create special promotional events. So like, look at your calendar. I mean, Christmas is coming. Typically that means, you know, people are going away on holidays. Is there something you want to do that you could ask? like or give a promotion or some unique something unique about it like a lot of people don't realize when you whack and you do go somewhere like that a foreign um, beach kind of weather and you've left our home of a cold wintry indoor life and you go to a beach like they need to moisturize they need to exfoliate every day every day they need to do that in general just for their skin health yeah but on top of waxing. So maybe they received a gift or something, right? Like, so look at that or look at it seasonally. So when, when do your clients go away? I knew exactly when my clients were going away and when vacation times happened or what type of vacation, right? So I think that's a huge part to consider when you're part of your marketing plan can be that, right? When are you doing your promotional events and post it, put it up in your room. If you're in your area or do you have a sitting area? Do you have that electronic I love those all the time that just would loop all day long and then you just change it every month because if your clients come every month, you don't want them seeing the same thing. So be mindful of that, right? I think too, this is what I do personally, which is once the fall comes, I start to wax my legs again. So even just looking at fall and winter, you can do your, get do five leg waxes, get one free, you know, people are yeah. going to start waxing things they might not have waxed. Right. During the spring and summers, if you're, I mean, this is, we're in a cold climate. So when, if you're in a cold climate, this would apply. So even right. not just holidays, but seasonal would be a good. Yeah, exactly. Time. Seasonal or holiday times or something like actually in September, I would start promoting who's thinking of going away this winter. Yeah. Plan your waxing. You need to have at least three done before you go. And this is why. Again, yeah. it's the knowledge, right? It, and we can't think, oh, I want to get waxing done right before I go. And they've been shaving. So always make sure that you're promoting and helping your clients understand the best course of action. Why it's important to do regular waxing. But that's Absolutely. the whole thing. And this was, this was actually something that when we talked to Maylene in a previous episode, she talked about her experience as a new esthetician. And yeah. that was one of the things that she had encountered was somebody would came in and didn't have long enough hair and they were going away on holidays. And I don't, I mean, I think she worked somewhere, so it wasn't really within her control, but mm. having that piece of saying holidays, you need to wax ahead of time, several waxes, and here's why is mm. really going to save you right. from having those incidents of people coming in the day before and having shaved huh. last week. And if you have a booking system where they're not talking to someone and they just can book online, make sure you have notes in the description for best results. You know, hair must be a quarter of an inch and, and you have to explain the why to it. 
as well. So I think the more information you give them before they come see you, you're setting them up for success instead of a disappointment. And those disappointments are hard to come from. It's not even your fault. It's not even your fault. And I had, I remember one time I had a client who didn't come see me, saw staff and came out and was, I could see it on her face and look very happy. And so I just said, so how is everything today? She said, it was okay. It's just like, well, you look disappointed. Like, I'm going to be direct. That's just yeah. who I am. And well, you know, honestly, I am. I said, well, what happened? How, how can we help you? She says, well, you really can't because my hair wasn't long enough. I said, oh, I said, did you not, did no one tell you what it should be at? Well, yeah, they did. I just didn't believe them. Oh, so then I knew my staff. Yeah, then I knew my staff was consistent, right? Of of giving that message, especially for that first time. I didn't say first time client, first time waxing that area. Because you have them a brow wax, then they come in for that bikini or that leg wax. You still first time service, not first time clients, first time service area. You need to explain again. And then I remember my front desk staff saying, oh, my God, thank God I said something because I know you would be upset with me. I said, yeah, I would be because <laughs> they know that I said, this is why we're consistent in our speech and tell them over and over. Did you know? And this is why. Right. Yeah. I said you don't want them to be disappointed. So then I said to her, you know what? I said, why don't you when you go because she was leaving that weekend on a holiday when you come back. Let's do this one more time for you. Mm-hmm. I didn't charge her. Just come on in. I feel terribly had a bad experience, but it wasn't even your fault. I said, I know, but, you know, I don't want to see you leave disappointed. So if you would like, here's my card, you contact me directly and I will make it happen for you. She became a loyal client just because I felt bad. She felt bad. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, you took the extra step of like customer care. Yeah. I'm going to reference another episode of ours because this topic would be a really great social media post explaining why you need to wait for waxing so it's part of like your educational content you would post on your social media refer to a previous episode for details but you know you're you're giving information and Mm -hmm. this could be your educational piece right why you need to wax in advance Mm -hmm. (laughs) why you need to like grow your hair before you wax and wax in advance of your trip yes exactly so talk about the growth cycle it's important yeah. to understand the growth cycle because when your clients understand that, they've got it. You'll need to explain it again. They'll understand it, right? And I think it's important. Yeah. I think like what you said, where if it's a client, either the first time client for you or first time service in that body part, always explain everything from the beginning because I've done clients that have been waxed and same body part, but had never heard the spiel. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, you have to be consistent because you'd never know, like maybe somebody was having a busy day or you just never know what happened. And you're, you got to do your service to the best of your ability. Well, the other side of that too, is most of the time they tune you out. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Cause like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then they don't even hear it. Like, especially, and I can attest to that because we were very consistent in our messaging. And yeah. one client said, well, she didn't tell me. And this was a staff having it done. And, and the staff said, well, who did your service? Because I was like, it's not calling them out. It's to make sure that we're following protocol, yeah. being consistent. And they said it was Suzanne. And she broke out laughing and said, oh, really? No, she would have told you. <laughs> and she called her out on it. It's like, I just laughed. But she probably did. I just don't remember. But see how they, they flipped it. And again, knowing consistency 
is is huge, right? But anyways, yeah, communication to me is huge. So that's why I overdo it a lot of the time. Yep. What else? Oh, we touched on it. Social media. So, you know, if you are uh, that real lifetime testimonials, I mean, you and I did a podcast on this. So if you have not seen this, go back to it because Doreen shares a lot of great tips with this. And I have some tips on, on what I experienced too, but this being Doreen's forte in her second life, <laughs> she also knows the beauty industry. So being from it, <laughs> um, other things you could do is like, I love this one where I thought like using, using hashtags of they had a promotion like every Wednesday, which I'm like, okay, but they call it hashtag Wednesday. And then they would do that weekly promotion or hashtag, whatever that may be, winter hair free or whatever it may be. And then that was the hashtag they consistently used and then have their clients repost and use, use that hashtag. Oh, which yeah. was really clever, right? That they that they caught on to that. And I, I think that's like I said, well, you and I need to do more social media podcasts because that's we didn't even talk about hashtags the last time, but that's another one. Yeah, and that could be promoting just specifically uh, new clients. Wednesday, you know, waxing Wednesdays or something like that. And on that note, I usually picked a time that wasn't busy mm-hmm. because then they try to get in and they can't get in and they think you're just not going to do it. So be mindful of that. Like if you have, you know, that Wednesdays are super busy most of the time or those peak times in your day, don't do a promotion on that day. Like don't do it on a Saturday, for example. Yeah, pick a different day. Yeah, exactly. What else? Oh, offering products. I don't think we do enough of that in waxing. We're not thinking about the the care, the aftercare. You're going to, that's going above and beyond. It's not just wax them and away you go. It's like, and promote. Like right now there's, well, it's been for a while, but the demand of knowing it's gluten-free, vegan, free from parabens and preservatives, things like that. No testing on animals, environmentally friendly because, because why though? Don't just say environmentally friendly, you know, recyclable or whatever it may be. So make sure you're promoting the products you're using to why you have those products and why you stand by the products you use. But the home care side of it is for best results, right? And I think that goes part of explaining like, you know, you need to exfoliate how to care for your skin so you don't get breakout, ingrown hair. Ingrown. Why do you get ingrown hairs? And I used to wow. do a whole demonstration with my hands. <laughs> but, talk a lot uh, but, you know, clients, they just say, oh, I'm just, you know, yeah, I get, I don't like to do it because last time, especially for like Brazilian, if I'm waxing somebody's legs and we start talking about Brazilian, they're like, oh no, I don't like to do it because I got a lot of ingrowns. Okay, well, let's talk about why. And then that leads into, a, you're showing your knowledge, you're building that trust, and mm-hmm. you're potentially getting a new service from that client. Exactly. Yeah. Or they were for someone else like, oh, you should see her. Like, she's amazing. I haven't had it done yet, but I'm going to see her. What if I ever did? They may never do a Brazilian with you. Not everybody has that done, right? Uh, but right, they're painful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> thanks for saying that. People are like, oh, it gets better. I, I don't believe oh. that. I do not believe that for one minute. And I know think some people have a higher pain tolerance than others. And I've always told my parent, my, my clients, this is really painful, but I'm, I'm going to be efficient and I'm going to be quick for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, some people so say, it's better, but I'm a baby and it hurts. Yeah. Well, I think too, everybody's hair is different, right? So, you know, there's a few things, Absolutely. a unique thing that has been popping up for the last I don't know how long it's been. I've been noticing these ads a year, 
maybe, I don't know, but it's doing treatment for Brazilian clients in-house, in your treatment room. So I want to give you an example of one, 12 in Caroline, actually in their Bairdin Wax. So they've combined their, their Bairdin Wax treatments, right? But they have skincare lines. So they're doing basically, a, it's called a cleanse facial for the Brazilian clients, right? So I just want to tell you step by step. There are six, eight products that they use. So they start with the cleanse. So this is you with gloves on with your client. This is what you're going to do. It's like a facial treatment. Apply one pump of green clean body wash and you're going to moisten your gloves and the cleanse and you're going to wash it all and remove with your sponges or your gauze that you can throw out. Then you add here that you're not going to go to the inner labia, correct? You're just staying where the hair is. Yeah, where the hair is. Yeah, you, you don't, don't get that going, in correct. You don't need to go right into the vagina area, right? You don't want to go up into the opening. That that's not good. It's just staying to where you would normally <laughs> leave the <walk>. opening. <laughs> yeah, leave the opening alone. <laughs> and then you go into refine. Refine. This is like their facial step. So cleanse, refine, nourish, and finish. So if you're a Twelve customer or, or service provider, you know these steps. So if you're doing waxing, you'll understand this. If you're new to this. The next step is you use the enzyme peel with their power scrub, a little bit of water. You mix it together and with your hands, or you could use a brush. You don't have to use your hands. Again, sometimes people, depending on your client, don't want you touching in that area other than when you wax, but some don't care. Otherwise, you use a brush and you gently scrub, focusing on the ingrown, right? Or the congested area. That's the whole point of the treatment. You let it sit for five minutes. You can even steam. Or place a hot towel, hot, wet towel on the area. And then you remove with your sponges. Then you extract ingrown. Now, ingrown, funny thing is, is that if I if I extract any ingrown, I never pulled them out if they were still attached. And this is why. Because the skin has that barrier on top, it will close over again. And then the hair will get stuck again. So I tell them, I'm going to leave it out. I'm going to cut a bit short. Wait a week till it's all healed. And if you need to pull it out, pull it out. Tweezing and waxing is the same idea. You're still pulling out hair, right? So I'd ask them to wait on it if you could. And then the lavender lotion with cotton and you wipe the extracted area. So wherever you went in to loosen up the ingrowns and, and sometimes they'll actually fall right out as well. Then your nourishment is going to be three to five drops of your post-wax essential oil and you leave it on. Then you apply a thin layer of detox clay mask and you leave that for 10 minutes. Then you remove it. And then the finishing is the three to five drops of their post-wax essential oil followed with the blemish control and the post-wax soothing cream. If doing this at the time of waxing, replace exfoliation step with the wax and then finish at the end. So you could offer this if your clients have a, a breakout, if they're having a lot of ingrown issues, then offer them a treatment, not for free. It's like a facial, right? But for the vagina area. And you want to make sure that you try to get a whole area. And then these people, you really need to help them understand how important it is of their home care mm-hmm. as well. There are some people who are going to be prone to ingrown hairs. It also can be genetic with curly hairs and stuff like that, right? So, you know, it's, it's partly it can be depending on where they're from, because sometimes the hairs are so tight and curly, they don't come through the skin, right? And that's even down the leg. But yeah, so that's what Tuel 
has a 12 Baradin, if you wish, is credential cleanse. If you have more questions, feel free to contact me directly on it because I can, they also, I can. They have, a, they have it on their blog, the, yeah. the treatment and like a description and stuff. So I can link it in the show notes so okay. that if somebody wants to refer to and like reread. And really see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. But this is out there everywhere. It's like, this is the latest treatment that's being done for the area. And it's like, I, I think it's great that people are, are talking out loud instead of seeing the private part, right? They're not calling it a vagina facial. They're coming up with some unique names because there are people who will be offended by that. And you can't help that. So we find the neutral ground, if you wish, but be direct to the client what you'll be doing with them so they understand the treatment. And you need to be comfortable. If you're doing Brazilian, you need to be comfortable doing it and being in the area or don't do it because if you're uncomfortable as a professional, your clients can be very uncomfortable. They're going to sense it for sure. Yeah, I for mean, sure. You, you can just say that it's like a, a treatment and ingrown hair treatment. Cause really that, that is what it helps with. Mm -hmm. It can be preventative. Like maybe it's, you know, like that could be something, but if they're definitely having issues, this will set them and you can do it weekly. They could come in just for that if you wanted to help with those ingrowns and send them home with the steps to do at home because all of it they can almost do at home as well. But you can assist them with the ingrown side of it, right? And then that maintenance at home will be crucial because that's the most uncomfortable thing is when you start having ingrowns, you just, what do you do next, right? It's just not comfortable, right? I yeah. love ingrowns, but that's just me being weird. <laughs> Every time I get an ingrown hair, oh my gosh, it's like Christmas comes early. I'm in the car popping my ingrown leg hair. Well, it almost turns into like a blackhead, right? A commodore. It does. And then it's, oh, I love it. Yeah. Anyway. So that's the extraction side, right? Like, <laughs> yes. Facials, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm doing my ingrown leg extraction in the car. Do not do that. <laughs> that's like, like waiting for my kids. You're to pulled over, right? <laughs> oh, but I know what you mean. Yes. I always, oh, that one looks, I'm going to get that for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. The other thing I want to touch on, and this is probably because I did also, I'm an electrologist, so I do, I've done electrolysis for many, many years, is people that have PCOS, so polycystic ovary syndrome, right? You, you want to consider facial, or say, call it the hormone areas of the body, right? Influenced by hair. The latest data on this is 1.4 million are affected by this in Canada. And in the States, it's about 5 million people. Can you tell uh, us a little bit more about what it is? Yeah. So it's a hormonal disorder and impacts the ovaries, basically. And the side effects include irregular periods, acne, can be obesity, excessive hair growth, because the testosterone, they have the adrenal, the male hormones that kind of overtake because the female hormones are not balanced anymore. So they basically have a lot of male hormones. And if it's really, really bad, then that next step can be affected into another level called hirsutism. And it just becomes where, you know, they're growing hair everywhere. It's rare. It's a joke that I had that because I'm so hairy. Yeah. Well, it's out there. But yeah, typically the, the hair is very coarse and gets stronger, pops up on the face, the chest, the back. Like it's very different for everyone. But the big thing is it's younger and younger people that's affecting they're still studying to why this is increasing in the world actually it's not just north america it's actually everywhere um genetics is partly it as well for sure um a lot of people are undiagnosed i think they said they figure about 70 percent in the world are undiagnosed 
right now is the latest thing that I read about it. I have a question then. So how are you supposed to know your client has this? Well, hopefully through your consultation and your forms that they're telling you they have it. So when they say, I think I have it, you need to, I've had this. I think I have it. I have PCOS. Okay. So you think you do. Have you had a professional diagnosis yet? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's going on? Tell me. And they'll tell you, well, I've noticed increased hair on my face area. Um, usually in the chest, it's not up in here. It can be, but it, like up on the pec, pectoralis uh, muscle, like a man, think of a man, but usually it starts in the middle of the breast area. Think of the sternum area, it starts in there. They'll get it around um, their um, breast area, the areola around there sometimes. The tummy line increases. Bikini is hard to judge because there's some people who have long, wide bikini lines and they don't have any issues with hair. They can't do that they got they can't say that that's what they have when they don't have anything on their face i would say their face is a big indication and then again on the torso part of the body would be an indication so okay i'm gonna play devil's advocate here sure is this something that you have because you know depending on the type of consultation form like they usually lists out certain conditions is this listed out as a condition on your form and this is why i'm thinking i'll let me go through this whole thought. Because what if somebody yeah, doesn't yeah. know they have it, mm-hmm. but you suspect they might have it? It's on your form, but if they don't know what it is and they don't know that they have it, yeah. you then recommend you add, like if you visually see that there's an yeah. unusual amount of hair, would you ask, has your hair growth changed lately? Something like that? Yes, I, I actually had quite a bit of that because usually they're going to come in and say, just I, can you remove this facial hair? Right. So I'd say, oh, okay. I said, what have you been noticing? How long have you been dealing with this? Has it increased in the last year? Have you seen your doctor yet? You need to ask the questions because it's not to scare them and say, you know, it, it could be just keep in mind. I remember I had one young, young, young girl. She was only 16, 15 at the time. And her mom was having electrolysis from me. And then said, I want you to do my daughter. Okay. Her mom didn't say anything. She just said she's very cautious, conscious of her facial hair. When I saw her, you could see it on her cheek. They were long, like at least a quarter of an inch, right? They weren't peach fuzz. So I, I knew by seeing it that there's something going on. You can't diagnose, but you can definitely make suggestions. So I said, you know, I really think you should get her to the doctor. And I just told her, I said, the only reason is because you're young and you can catch it sooner and they can help you with this right? Especially if they diagnose you with PCOS, you're going to have to see an endocrinologist. And depending where you live, that can be a year or two wait yeah. time, right? So um, a lot of times they'll send you to the dermatologist side first, because typically you have acne as well. You start having an acne because of the hormones, right? right. Or, or sometimes it starts with acne. And next thing you start seeing is the hair. It's very different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's but good to be aware of it though. And then yeah. to bring it to your client's attention. I would, might not know what it is in this day and age. I just have, have you been recently diagnosed with, or have you been diagnosed with put it on your, put it on your consultation form? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important. And that's why it's important every year to revisit that consultation form with your clients, especially if they're regulars and get to know them. They kind of, we both forget, right. As the service provider and the client themselves, they kind of forget about this stuff. So 
everyone's casually, hey, how's everything? Health-wise, are you doing well? Like, should, is there anything I need to know about? And that's it, right? Yeah, perfect. But the other thing is, you know, they, the, when they're doing treatments, you want to make sure you're asking them because people bounce around. If they're your first-time client or any client that you have, make sure they understand that they should not be mixing this waxing with electrolysis and lasers. Pick one and you got to stick with it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be mixing it back and forth because it's going to affect your skin. So it's important that you help them understand that, including if they're getting into any treatment, you know, with AHAs or B, BHAs or whatever it may be, chemical peels and that, make sure that you know what's going on with them. And then if they've done any hair removal creams, sometimes they'll try those creams and they'll desensitize the skin. So now you're waxing. That's the problem. Because maybe they went to have laser and then they can see you a week later because it, it's coming back already. So you want to make sure that you're covering what other treatments have you had in the last X amount of time, right? First time waxing person, if you know this is the case, their skin's going to be sensitive and they can react. They can have a big breakout. So maybe offer a patch test, like a small little area, be done on the side. Let's just see how you're doing. And maybe that's in your consultation at the time of booking, right? Just come on in, let's do a consult. Let's see what we can do for you. I always do this first so that I know. And if you see, you can wax, go ahead and wax. But if not, then at least, and this is more about facial hair than, than anything I'm referring to, but it still means you're sensitive everywhere, right? That might not be uh, possible if you have somebody doing your bookings for you. So it's always good to make up that during your consult. Like this could happen. Do you want to just do a patch test today? Or I don't know. However, mm, always a consultation, whether it's done by phone. Yeah. And then confirmed when they come in the treatment room with you or your consultation area. Always, always prepare them for it. Exactly. For sure. Because uh, they need to sign on it. Right. And then. Typically, their skin is on the oilier side. So that's when I'm saying be mindful of how it could react because we know waxing stimulates. So if they're acneic, it's going to stimulate. So that's why we can't wax uh, people with breakout areas. But you do want to start helping them with their skincare if you can. So if you're, if you're only doing waxing, you don't know enough about skincare, reach out um, even to us if you'd like or to someone that can help. Maybe you can cross-promote with someone that can help them with their skincare. So it's essential that they, that the client comes first and what's best, best to serve them, but really an exfoliation should be done and then moisturizer. But I'd say probably two to three times a week, just to make sure that it, the dead skin's not getting built up and the skin's being cleaned. And especially if they can, I'd recommend the night before the service or the day of like in the morning to do a light exfoliation, not a strong one. I'm talking just like a manual Mm. kind of idea that, no that can be part of like the products you retail so if you are not yeah. trained to yeah. do facials if you are you know whatever your local supplier is where you get your wax products if you're an mm-hmm. ed- beauty cult but yeah. <laughs> wherever exactly. it is you can ask them like what products do they carry how would you recommend they use it? Like if you don't have the option to work with another, with like a skincare therapist or something like that, it can mm-hmm. be the, your retail products and you should be trained on the products that you carry. And yeah. so that would be how you recommend it, right? Because it's a lot of information to, to be able to weave into your self and your services when you're, you're not a skincare tech. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a whole other yeah. ball of wax. 
<laughs> yeah. So speaking of that, really, the more work you put into your consultation, it will come in very handy because that will help you with those results, recommendations, expectations for you and your client. Then you've already, you can figure out what's going on, right? What type of hair you're treating, what's the appropriate wax you're using. You know, if they have this type of skin and they're sensitive on the face, I wouldn't be doing strip wax on their face, right? And I think you should do the strip lift waxing is best because it's going to adhere to the hair, not so much the skin, probably less trauma to their skin, less breakout that way. And it'll feel better because they are more sensitive. They're just a lot more sensitive in themselves. So, and then on that aspect too, be mindful of if they have any kind of acne, even a breakout, I won't even call it acne, find out about the medications that's in your consultation because they could be on an acne medication when they don't even have acne. Right. And we know it thins the skin. So you cannot be waxing them. You really need to do your due diligence in that client consultation and get all the pieces to the puzzle. It yeah. cannot be a missing piece because it'll probably fall against you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of some of the tidbits I had about waxing. And I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, Tareen, as you love waxing. Yes, I think the, the big thing for me is your descriptions, especially when it comes to the bikini, Brazilian. So mm -hmm. I worked at a place one where we had a bikini line waxing, we had a full bikini waxing, we had a Brazilian waxing, and <laughs> we all had different interpretations of what that meant. So we, you and I talked about that. Right? You and I don't agree on that. <laughs> yeah, I said Brazilians. I was never told it was the whole thing. It was, it was yeah. like different styles of Brazilians. That's what I Absolutely. understood. It to be, so. And I think, you know, call it whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Just a description of what you mean. So if you mean Brazilian is complete hair removal from the front and back, you need to put that in there. What is a full bikini wax? What is Does it include wax? the butt cheeks? Exactly. You have to be specific because they're, oh, you don't do my butt cheeks, but my last person did at my other place. So exactly. they don't know that. The more description you can give, that's such a good idea uh, to remind everybody, Doreen, that yeah, the better for you, it'll make more, it keeps it all up and up and they can, it's right there. And it sets the expectation, right? For your yeah. clients when they're coming in, for you to know what you're walking into. I've walked into treatments thinking I was doing a full bikini because that's what they've booked. But after my consultation or during my consultation, I realized oh, they want a Brazilian. Yeah, they so wanted more money and I'm going to charge you for the Brazilian. And then, you know, of course, I would explain to them the difference. Yeah. But that can be avoided if you had a really good description in your, whether you book online or however you do it. Well, and, you know, I like that you brought that up because I think it's important to reconfirm what they came in for. Yeah. So they came in, you booked for your bikinis, so I'm, and you show them. So I'm going to be doing this area. Is that correct? And then it turns into, oh, well, don't you go inside the panty line and do the whole thing? Oh, that's the Brazilian. So that's going to take a little longer and it'll cost this much. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so I think it's just, you know, communication, right. Every, and like you said, everyone calls it something different out there. And um, it sure was like that before. And I guess it continues onward that way. Absolutely. <laughs> and another thing I'm going to mention, which I think goes without saying, but some things must be said is that I would also recommend that you just put like a hygiene recommendation on your description as well. 
because for that million. Yeah, I mean, we all would like to expect that our clients would come in and be expecting that you're going to be seeing their vagina, so they would be have cleansed themselves. But other than having something in the room for them as well, you should have it as part of your description for like hygiene care because. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I've, I can tell some stories. So I think that, you know, to avoid that, you probably wouldn't avoid it a hundred percent, but it's always good to just have all your bases covered. For sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know of some place what they do is they offer them wipes, the, the cleansing wipes and ask them, go into the washroom. Here you go. And it's just a routine. This is what yeah. you need to do. And then that starts to set the expectation. And a lot of clients will go above and beyond before they even come to that point because they realize how important is the cleanliness. Unfortunately, some people just don't think about it. I mean, some of the stories that, yeah, some techs would tell me, she's I, I had to refuse because she was very, you know, she hadn't cleaned herself and, and was beyond even cleaning. It, it's like, and at that point, you need to be careful because you don't know what's going on down there it could be a communicable disease like you don't know and those are the things hopefully you learned in school and taught you all of those things as well the other thing of good education so absolutely and I think that that saying no like I've had to I've been there like I've had to say no because there was something going on that was not usual and I'm not a doctor so I'm not going to diagnose anyone but uh, and you say, I think you should go see someone. I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what, if that's normal, normal discharge or not. Like that's not up to you to tell. You don't know that, but no. it's, it is up to you to say yes or no to that. Exactly. And just say, I yeah. can't watch you right now or whatever. But yeah, I think the, these are all really crucial. Again, mm-hmm. you've, you've talked about the consultation. These are, there's still some things that w- can be missed in the consultation. So mm-hmm. it's always understanding that you can also, hold a line for yourself or sometimes it's safety reasons and sometimes you know it's just to be careful so Hmm. um, you know we had a client that called in the morning so I'm so sorry we have to cancel and we had a 24-hour minimum notification or else we would charge them the full rate that's how we did it Hmm. and she goes I just got my period and she had a and first off who wants to have waxing done while you're menstruating I mean it's so painful as it is that we said don't worry not a problem do you want to rebook for next week and they're like yes please when can I get in so you have to you have to go within reason of what they are they're going to be upfront and honest with you too so there's that side yeah for sure great well I hope this was helpful to our listeners I know it's always helpful when you share some of your knowledge with us so thank you so much thanks everyone for listening in Thanks for listening to Beauty Babble. 